0: Hare Krishna, Uh, welcome to our Sunday Bhagavatam class. Uh, Today is May 2nd, 2021. And uh, we're going to do some very beautiful poetic verses from the Bhagavatam, first canto chapter 11. So, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So, uh, this is 1st uh, Canto, Chapter 11, Lord Krishna's entrance into Dwarka. And begin, beginning with uh, verse 6. Natasmate nata sadangri pankajam virincha vai Surendra Vanditam hmm. Parayanam Chamam Yihichatang Param Nayatra Kalak Pravavet Parak Prabhu. Hmm. So the residents of Dwarka begin by saying that um, Prabhupada translates it here as, oh, I see, Let's see what he's doing there, that's the next verse, sorry, scroll down too far, okay, verse 6, Heard i I'll read Prabhupada's translation actually, Citizen said, O Lord, you are worshiped by all demigods like Brahma, the four sanas, the four kumaras, and even the king of heaven. You are the ultimate rest for those who are really aspiring to achieve the highest benefit of life. You are the supreme transcendental Lord and inevitable time cannot exert its influence upon you. So the first line says, So nataha, the first word in this verse is just the uh passive uh participle from the verb num, which means to bow, like namaha, namaste. So here natas smaha I'm sorry, natahasma means we are bowed to ha te unto you. So we are bowed unto you. Literally is what it says. We are bowed unto you. Sada Angri. Actually, it's, we are bowed always to your, Tether actually means uh, your, uh, angry pankajam, your lotus feet, or literally your foot lotus. Panka means mud, actually. That's where you get that word for incense sticks. They call it punk. Uh, for those of you who ever, <laughs> like I did, when I was GBC in Latin America in the 70s, and the devotees were manufacturing incense. Everyone was selling incense, so I knew what punk was, because we had to import these incense sticks. So in India, the incense sticks were made out of, often of dried mud or clay. And so that's what the word punka means, mud. So, and jam means born from. So because the lotus grows out of the mud of, of a lake bottom or the bottom of a pond, the lotus is called punkaja, which is a word often used, uh, meaning lotus. You see that word very often, in, even in names of Krishna. A uh, godbrother of mine who is now struggling against uh, serious illness, his name is Pankajangri. Uh, Angri means feet. So lotus feet is Pankaja Angri. Angri means feet. But here it says Angri Pankajam, which is the same thing, foot, lotus. So Angri Pankajam or Pankajangri, same word. Sada always. So we are always bowed. Natha, O guardian. Natha uh, here probably translates O Lord, and of course it means that as in Jagannatha, but it especially means Lord in the sense of your guardian, the person who protects you. So, Nataksamate Natha Sadangri Pankajam, O guardian, O Lord, we are always bowed unto your lotus feet. Those lotus feet which are Virincha Vairincha Surendra Vanditam, which are Vanditam, worshiped. You know the word bandai, like Vandeham, I worship. So Bandita means worshipped. So those lotus feet that are worshipped by Sura Indra, uh, the leader of the Suras, leader of the Devas, the demigods. Indra is actually a title. It means the chief or the Lord or the ruler. So here we have he's called Sura Indra, Surendra. The, the Indra of the devas or of the godly people. So the those lotus feet are worshiped by Indra, by Vidingsha, which means Brahma. And from the word Vidingsha, you have the derivative word Vidingsha, which means those who come from Brahma, which includes actually just about everyone, but especially Lord Shiva, uh, or here Prabhupada takes it to mean Vaidingsha, sons of Brahma, like Sanak and Sanatan, four Kumaras. So those lotus feet, which are worshipped by Indra and Brahma and the sons of Brahma. And uh, and those lotus feet are Parayanam, uh, which Prabhupada translates here, the Supreme. But in the but in the in the uh, actual verse, uh, the ultimate rest. He translates it that way. Para parayana, ayana means going actually, and para means to the supreme. So going to the supreme parayana, can mean uh, shelter and so on. I'll just give you uh, some of the meanings literal from the dictionary the means of the word parayana and it's you there are those famous bhagavatam verses like narayana but anyway that's something else sorry uh but parayana is a very common word in our shastras and it literally means the final end or aim the last resort like the supreme ayana ayana means like where you go it's your refuge so the parayana the supreme or last resort or refuge, principal object, the essence of something. So Krishna is the highest refuge, the ultimate, the ultimate shelter. So his lotus feet are parayanam and kshemam. They are the welfare, the well-being, iha in this world, uh, uh, for ichatang parang. For ichatang means of those who are desiring, so, actually, uh, put all this together, I would say, Iha, in this world, each of those who are desiring param, the highest welfare, the highest well being, the best possible life in this world, for them, those lotus feet are parayanam, the ultimate refuge. So, that's what the verse literally says. And in Krishna or in his lotus feet, na yatra, uh, so in yatra, in which, in that shelter, no, there's not uh, kala, prabhavet. Kala, time, cannot impose its, itself, it cannot, the word prabhavet is uh, from, of course, the word pra, and pu, the verb to be. And so that verb means to come forth, to become visible, happen, occur, or to surpass, uh, To prevail, that's what I was thinking of, to prevail, to be powerful, to rule, control, have power over. So even time itself, which destroys everything, as Lord Krishna explains in the Bhagavad Gita, cannot prevail, cannot be powerful, cannot control or rule or have power over those who um, worship the lotus feet of Krishna. Parapravu, uh, so, and because he is the Supreme Lord. So, uh, very beautiful verse, very poetic. The Sanskrit is uh, just divine composition, if you know Sanskrit. So the next verse is, verse seven, bhavayanas tongue bhavavishya bhavana. So again, if you know Sanskrit, you notice immediately that this is a very poetic use of words because in the first line, we have three different ver- uh, words, three different words coming from the same root, which are bhavaya, bhava, and bhavana. And so to try to kind of convey in English the poetic sense of those three words, you could say something like uh, twam, you, nas, for us. You, for us, you, for us are, uh, or actually, they're saying, "Bava, be, please, uh, please, uh, like become you, become for us, you who are the becoming of the universe, or the becoming of everything in the universe, please become our." Becoming. The word bhavaya and the word bhava are the same word. It's just that bhavaya means like uh, it's a data form, means for this purpose, for the purpose of bhava. And bhava there is the verb meaning become. So it means like uh, you become for us, oh, becoming of the universe, the becoming. Become for us the becoming, or become for us, uh, in other words, the becoming of good fortune because bhava becoming can also mean when good things happened. So you become, you, oh, uh, the one who causes the universe to become, become for us, the becoming of good fortune. So that's what's going on in the Sanskrit, uh, in the uh, triple use of the same root, to be or to become. So mata you alone our you alone are our mother so it's very interesting uh this is not just uh fathers uh the father of the son and the Holy Ghost there's uh there's the mother here too so you alone are are the the supreme mother At, uh, indeed uh actually anyway there's a little hyphen that shouldn't be there on the database. You are our well-wishing friend, our Lord and our father. So just as Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, matahamasya jagato, oh, pitahamasya jagato Mata, that I'm the father of this universe and the mother, Data, the creator, Pitamaha, the grandfather. So here uh, the residents of Dwarka say to Krishna, you alone are the mother and the well-wisher, the Lord, and the Father. Tuang Sadguru, you are the eternal guru. Uh, there are some fools that call themselves Sadguru nowadays, but Krishna is the real Sadguru. Tuang Sadguru, you are the uh, true spiritual master, nak and uh, for us. And Paramang Shadaivatam, and the supreme divine worshipable being in the trend in the word for word Prabhupada translates "divata." Uh, daivata of course from the word deva from the word deva which means God you have the word daivata Prabhupada translates a uh, worshipable deity so um, you are the supreme deity to be worshipped and jasi anubritya and by following you babuvimah uh we have become kritina so uh the verb ker means to do or to make so krita something which has been done and kriti like yoga yogi krita kriti means one who has done the right thing or therefore one who is very Fortunate in, in because they've done the right thing. You can't be fortunate unless you do the right thing. That's the idea. So the word krithin, the stem here, means uh, literally one who acts, one who is active, but also expert, clever, skillful, knowing, learned, good, virtuous, pure, pious, obeying, doing what is enjoined, one who has attained an object or accomplished a purpose and therefore satisfied. So. In other words, one who has done their duty, one who has done the right thing, is called a kriti. So, here the um, residents of Dwarka say that we have become kritina. We have become all of us have become kriti, uh, pious or fortunate, successful. Our duty is done by following you. By following you. So that's the sense of that verse. Maybe we'll do one more. Uh, Prabhupada translates this, "O creator of the universe, you are our mother, well-wisher, Lord, father, spiritual master, and worshipable deity. By following in your footsteps, we have become successful in every respect, Kritina, We pray, therefore, that you continue to bless us with your mercy. So, last verse. Oh, these are all very beautiful. These are called tree stoop verses. They're not just the uh, shorter slokas where you have eight syllables per line, four lines. These are longer verses which give more opportunity for this beautiful poetry. So, ahu sanatabhavatasma jadvayam. So, indeed we, byam are now sanata. Uh, which Prabhupada translates it to, to be under the protection of the master. Sa means with, and nata, uh, like I said, guardian, protector. Oh, let's go to the Sanskrit dictionary one second, the word nata, as in jaganata. And here it's been used now in two verses, this word. Protector, a patron, a lord, possessor, Uh so again, a protector, someone who act, uh, who actually takes care of you, someone who is responsible for you, that's Nata, your Lord. And so, Sa means with. So they say, now, uh, because of you, Bhavata, by you, we are indeed Sanata. We have a protector. We have a guardian. So in Sanskrit, to be Sanata, to have a guardian, to have a protector is a great thing. And to be anatta, like without a protector, with no one, to, no one to look after you, no one to protect you, is a bad thing. I mean, it is in general. It's just that some people nowadays don't understand that. So, ahosanatta bhavatasma jadbayam, Indeed, we are now sanatha We have a protector, a guardian uh, because of you. And travishtapa nam apidura darshanam. Uh, and uh, and we are that way Because if you go down to the first word In the fourth line Pashema means we can see We can see Rupam uh, tava Your beautiful form Rupa We can't And this is why we have a protector Why we're so fortunate Because we can see Your form, uh, and then the rest of the verse the next, uh, the rest, the first, I'm sorry, the second and third line of the verse, and the rest of the fourth line is describing that form. It's actually because we can see your form, which is trivishtapanamapi dura darshanam, dura darshanam, uh, which is, uh, let's see. Dura literally means distant. Dura means difficult. So durdarshanam would mean hard to see. Dura darshanam means literally, which is like to see it is far away from you. Like someone is far from seeing, as we would say in English, like someone is far from understanding it. So that's what this means, dura. For example, in India, the name for the national television is, or television is Dura It's interesting, which means like seeing at a distance because the show is being broadcast from far away. You're not seeing something right in front of you. So Dura So even for the residents of heaven to see that beautiful form of yours, that we, the Dwarka Vasis are seeing and that and by and by seeing it, we are now protected. A, the the devas are very far from seeing that. And that form is prema smita snigda nidichana ananam. Uh, your form features a face ananam, which is nirikshana, which is glancing. So your your face with your eyes, you're glancing snigda with affection smita and with a smile and that smile and affection are both caused by love it's like prema when two people are in love and they look at each other their the love in their heart kind of forces them to smile and it's just you know if you really love someone you see them it's just you can't stop smiling because because of the love you feel so that's the glance of Krishna. Krishna's face is like that. It is smiling out of love and affection and he glances upon them, the residents of Orca, with that love and affection and it's because of that that they feel completely protected and they say we can see that form of yours which is sarva-sobhagam. So I'll explain this word, sobhagam, which is an interesting word, uh, and here we have all bhaga. Prabhupada translates this translates it as auspiciousness. Now the word bhaga uh can mean a division or a portion. As in um actually if you take the same word bhaga and just make the past passive participle, you get the word bhakta. So bhakta is one who has, Devoting everything they have to the Lord. That's a vakta. So, vaga can mean a, a portion, a share. And because in the great Vedic sacrifices, the leading demigods would get this fabulous share of it, uh, which is called vaga. So, therefore, one who is very fortunate, one who has a share, this opulence of having a share in these powerful sacrifices, was called bhagavan. One who has bhaga, one who has a share, and therefore, and and it it can also bhaga, of course, in our tradition, it's translated opulence, and opulence in the sense of, because don't forget what the word opulence means in its uh, original sense, opulence means great wealth, or luxury, so those who got a share were bhagavan, and so, Krishna not only has a wealth, like economic wealth, but he has the wealth, a wealth of beauty. He has the, the riches of unlimited strength and so on. So therefore he's called Bhagavan. But that's the same word bhaga here. And su, the word su in Sanskrit means good, which we get in. So su bhaga means a good share or good opulence. And uh, we still have this word su meaning good yeah, through the Greek as eu, eu, as in euphonics, good sound, or eugenics, good breathing, and so on. So we still have the eu, which is Sanskrit su. I won't go into all the phonetics there. So you get subhaga, and then from the word subhaga, you get the word saubhagam, which is auspiciousness. In other words, the state of having all the, having this good share of life of having these opulences, of having these good things. So sarva Krishna's form is sarva It bestows, it includes, it contains all that is good, all that is a worthy share, all that is worth having. So that's what they're That's what's behind these words, which I thought you might find interesting. So ahosvanātā bhavatāsma jadvāyam chayviṣṭhāpānāṁ apidūra-dārshanam premas smita snigdhanirikṣa-nananam rupam tavasarva So, thank you, you got your money's worth, whatever it costs you for the electricity. So now, uh, let's see. There we are. Um, let's see if there are any comments. I'd like to again thank Nanda Leela for facilitating all of this. Uh, good morning, Krishna Priya. She offered, she said good morning to me, so returning the compliment. Um, Thank you all for your comments. Thank you all for listening and watching. So here's something from Satvata. Could you please explain why the devotee of Krishna is dear to Krishna? Because Krishna sees who we really are, that we are part of him. And uh, we actually share his quality and therefore we are completely lovable when we stop doing stupid things. How can I or we understand this feeling of a devotee being so dear to him? Well, also it's just, that's why Christian's is so great. He's he's loving us just because he himself is so loving. So the fact that he loves us, inspires us very much to love him. For myself, it is difficult to understand it because I'm not a pure devotee. Yeah, but fortunately, Christian sees who we really are, not the, uh, what we are pretending to be right now, but what we really are. But even like that, I see Krishna taking care of me. So how can Krishna be so special? Well, that's what it means to be God. You know, there are certain qualifications to be God. Hello, Padmalochian. So let's see. Is there any other questions? Uh... Eduardo Guerrero, I know that is. Is that possible? Changing the propensities of our own Varna could it be considered healthy under certain circumstances? Well, um, first of all, when you're born, you have a certain nature. And Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita 333 that even a wise person follows their nature. So the body, you may change as a soul, but your body already has its nature. However, as one advances in Krishna consciousness, clearly one more and more is able to transcend one's lower propensities and act really as a pure Vaishnava Brahman, the more one advances in Krishna consciousness. What is my opinion of the organization called Bhakti Marga? I have to look at it more. I don't want to uh, speak about it until I've really studied it. Um, let's see. Thank you all for listening. Seva Kunja. Shamala Kishori. Can you share some tips on deepening our faith in Krishna as our protector? That's really good. Um, the more we advance in Krishna consciousness, the more we actually realize that, the more we understand Krishna. And, and if, I mean, if, if we are not Krishna conscious or not as Krishna conscious, so many events happen in our life. So many things are happening every day. You know, good things, bad things, sort of neutral things. People are treating us a certain way. We may become encouraged or frustrated by our own behavior. Different events occur, there's gain, there's loss. You know that's life so many things are going on in life so the more we are krishna conscious the more we can see that krishna is behind all that and it is really all for our benefit because it, it, krishna gives this image in the Bhagavad gita which i talk about in my book on the gita uh, that consciousness is covered abratam gyanam. means covered so uh the more you uncover your consciousness, the more you just see the real nature of Krishna. You see who you really are, who Krishna really is, and what's actually happening between you. And the more we peel off these coverings, the more transparent our consciousness becomes, and the more we can just understand what's really happening in our life. And the more we understand what's happening in our life, the more grateful and devoted we will be to Krishna because we start to see that at every moment, Krishna is taking care of us. And like we don't just, for example, I have a water bottle and I'm very sorry that it's a plastic bottle because I really, it pains me very much how the the oceans being destroyed. But anyway, um, without thinking, I can just drink this water, which I'm going to do very soon but if i'm krishna conscious i see my god krishna gave me this beautiful clear substance that we call water and krishna says i am the taste in water so the more i'm krishna conscious the more the simple act of drinking water becomes a powerful thrilling krishna conscious experience breathing uh walking and talking having friends everything becomes an inspiring krishna conscious experience so uh you're welcome brahmachirtha he <laughs> thanked me for the Sanskrit explanations so uh chandra shekara regarding your short talk on the fall of the soul from a few days ago does it matter that the previous commentators on the fourth canto say that it is vishnu that comes to the jiva in the form of the young Brahmin boy what would Uh, Why would they go out of their way to point out this detail? Well, but it's still God. As we know, there are lots of souls in Vishnu Loka, and that's also the spiritual world. So in general, in the Bhagavatam, because Krishna is the most advanced, intimate understanding of God, often to talk to say God, they'll say Vishnu. And so that's still God. That's still Krishna. That's still realization of the personal form of the Lord. And we were still with the Lord. It's not that we look down on all the liberated souls in Vishnu Loka. So it really comes out to the same thing. So, uh, oh, great. not thirsty, as someone said. <laughs> okay, so uh, thank you all very much. Thank you for listening. It's a pleasure to... Uh, able to spend this time with you hope we'll be back together next week all right christian